What's going on guys? Welcome back to The Post Show. I'm John the Video Guy. Thanks for tuning in today and this episode's going to be pretty cool because a few things are going to happen. This will be probably the first episode that will be a benchmark for my YouTube channel. So I'll go over the stats of where it is today and this will be pretty cool because in May at the end of the season I'll be looking back and see how it grown. It has grown. So that'll be pretty cool to see. And in this first episode, really before I dive into how I operate my YouTube channel, I'm going to be going over how to build a brand from scratch. So I'm going to cover things such as mission, vision statement, brand archetypes, and core values, how to set up aesthetics and all that good stuff when it comes to building a brand. So if you're a business owner or you're starting your own personal brand, I think this episode is going to be very high valued for you. So be sure to stick around. Feel free to take what works and leave the rest. So let's dive into this right now. All right, so this is the first time I'm doing this. I'm pulling up my YouTube stats, and right now, as of recording this episode, I have 139 subscribers. I've gained 28 subscribers within the last 28 days, so I'm about averaging one new subscriber a day. And I've gained 2,800 views in the last 28 days, and I've gained 87 watch hours. And for those that don't know what watch hours are, it's basically how many hours that YouTube viewers watch your videos. So basically in the last 28 days, 87 hours have been watched of my content or of my videos. If we dive in a little bit deeper on the reach, I've gained 39,000 impressions within the last 28 days. And my 28-day average for my click-through rate is 5.4, which isn't bad. It's actually pretty good. It's higher than the average. The average for YouTube is somewhere between three to five. If it's below three, then that's an issue. That kind of signals that I'm doing something wrong with titles and thumbnails. And lastly, I'm going to go over my top videos that are performing the best right now within the last 28 days. The best performing video so far right now by far is the countdown timer in After Effects. Basically, I made a video going how to create a countdown timer from scratch. And then second, um, the second video that got the most views in the last 28 days was called Cool Motion Graphic After Effects Tutorial. And this was just basically um, a cool motion graphic I made actually for a project a while ago. And I just decided to make a video out of it. It's hard to explain. That's why I kind of just named it Cool Motion Graphic because it's just basically outlines of text come in and they flicker and it just kind of looks cool. So that's why I named it. Um, but that came in second place. And then after that is create rolling credits and after effects. So basically rolling credit animation. And in fourth place, convert WMV files on a Mac, which is a big issue. So I'm glad that got a lot of views. That probably helped a lot of people. And lastly, video copilot effects console tutorial. And this is basically a plugin for after effects that can speed up the workflow. And I made a video basically covering how to use it, how to install it, and how to use inside uh, After Effects. So those were the top five performing videos within the last 28 days so far. All right, so with YouTube stats done, let's dive into actually building a brand. And this is going to sound pretty um, pretty normal, I guess, You know, if you compare personal branding to like a business. And I really think it really all begins with a mission statement and a vision statement. And if you need guidance on kind of how to find your why and like your purpose, 
A few books I recommend is by Simon Sinek, the Start With Why book, and he also made another book called Find Your Why. These are great books if you're looking to kind of dig deeper on the meaning of your business or your personal brand and kind of come up with ideas to kind of put into your mission and vision statements. Find Your Why is really great for companies or small businesses that have a tribe of people. And what's nice about that book is it's kind of like a workbook where you can kind of go step by step and navigate your business and find your why that way. And Start With Why I think is really great just for individuals in general. So if you're interested, I pasted in the show notes down below links to those two books. Feel free to go check them out. But for my mission statement, what I came up with was to inspire the lives of others through video and design while preparing our future workforce through education and mentorship. So that's my mission statement. And before I dive into vision, I kind of want to talk about the difference between mission and vision, at least in the way I see it and the way I understand. I know these two um, words kind of get mixed up sometimes. So in my brain, what mission means is your mission, what you go out, what you wake up and do in the world. And for me, that's going out, creating videos, creating design, and also in the process, educating and mentoring other designers and video editors. And then vision for me is what effects does my work, what effects do I hope my work does for others or the world? Um, And so basically, what do I see the impact of my work doing? That's what I define vision statement as. What do I see the future being? And for me, what I came up with is when we share knowledge, work together and generate new ideas, we create a more better and sustainable world for all of us. So basically, this isn't specifically for me, but this is what I hope that effects would be. So by doing this podcast, by starting this YouTube channel and building my personal brand, I'm hoping that others will see this and share into their knowledge, work together and generate new ideas, therefore creating a better and sustainable world. So really, vision isn't really about you. It's more about the impact or the effect of what you do. So that's my mission and vision. Next, let's talk about brand archetypes. So brand archetypes is pretty cool. I just did some research on it. If you go and you Google brand archetypes, you can do a little bit of research on your own as well. And I have a link down below in the show notes if you want to research more about brand archetypes. But basically, there's 12 different brand archetypes. And what brand archetypes are really good at, I think, when it comes to businesses or building a personal brand is kind of setting the tone of how you want to speak. You know, how do you want others to perceive your words and your um, position and what you're trying to do? And I'm just going to go over the 12. That way you kind of have an understanding of the different 12 if you're starting a business or a personal brand. You can kind of pick and choose whichever ones resonate with you the most. And before I read them, usually what's a good rule of thumb is to pick one as your primary and maybe like a secondary one. That way you have kind of a mix and you're not just solely in one, but you kind of have a good roundedness and you have kind of like a diverse tonage, I guess, when it comes to brand archetypes where, you know, you're not heavy in one, but you kind of mix up with the other and it kind of helps differentiate yourself in the marketplace. All right, so the first brand archetype is the innocent. And this basically exhibits happiness, goodness, optimism, safety, romance, and youth. 
Some brand examples include Coca-Cola, Nintendo, Wii, and Dove. Then second, there's the everyman. So this one, this person or business seeks connections and belonging and is recognized as supportive, faithful, and down-to-earth. And some brands include Ikea, Home Depot, and eBay. Then there's the hero. So the hero is on a mission to make the world a better place. The hero is courageous, bold, and inspirational. And some brands include Nike, BMW, and Duracell are good examples. Next, we have the rebel. So the rebel questions authority and breaks the rules. The rebel craves rebellion and revolution. Some brand examples include include Virgin, Harley-Davidson, and Diesel Jeans. Next, we have the explorer. The explorer finds inspiration in travel, risk, and discovery, and the thrill of new experiences. So some brand examples for the explorer are Jeep and Red Bull. Next, we have the creator. And the creator is imaginative, inventive, and driven to build things of enduring meaning and value. And some examples of this is Lego, Crayola, and Adobe. Next, we have the ruler, and the ruler creates order from the chaos. The ruler is typically controlling and stern, yet responsible and organized. Some examples include Mercedes-Benz, Microsoft, and British Airways. Next, we have the magician. (laughs) The magician wishes to create something special and makes dreams reality. The magician is seen as visionary and spiritual, and some obvious examples is Disney, of course, Apple, and Absolute. The lover is next. Uh, The lover creates intimate moments, inspires love, passion, romance, and commitment. Some examples include Victoria's Secret, Chanel, and Haagen-Dazs. Next, we have the the caregiver. And the caregiver protects and cares for others, is compassionate, nurturing, and generous. Some examples include Johnson & Johnson and Campbell's Soup. Next, we have the jester. The jester brings joy to the world through humor, fun, and often likes to make some mischief. Some examples include Old Spice, Ben & Jerry's, and M&M's. Next and last, we have the sage. And the sage is committed to helping the world gain deeper insight and wisdom, The sage serves as a thoughtful mentor and advisor. And a good example is Google, PBS, or maybe Philips. All right, so those are the brand archetypes, the 12 different ones. And I encourage you, if you're in either an employee starting your own business or is building your own personal brand, try to see which ones resonate with you the most. For me, my primary that I went with was called the Everyman, which seeks connections and belonging, is recognized as supportive, faithful, and down to earth. And this one just resonates with me. It's when I think of myself and what I try to be, the person I'm trying to be, this one resonates with me the most. So I went with that as my primary. And probably most of you are probably thinking I would go with the creator since I'm in a creative field, but that is my secondary, is the creator. So first, I'm more of the everyman, and second, I'm the creator, the imaginative, the innovation that comes with being a creator. So as you can see, by having the everyman type of primary um, archetype, I'm more genuine, I'm more down to earth. That's kind of like how I talk, how I'm trying to project myself. I'm trying to be supportive trying to cultivate a sense of belonging among the video and design community. So that's really what I focus on. And secondary, you know, what I actually do is create things. I create videos, design and stuff. 
but primarily I'm focused on the everyman. So those are brand archetypes. Next, let's talk about core values. So when it comes to core values, I like to go with three different core values. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the next one is uh, to differentiate yourself in the marketplace, you kind of want to pick three core values and three pillars that you focus on. And actually, before I dive into my three core values, I think it's important to cover the three pillars because this will make a little bit more sense. So the three pillars that I chose and went with, and these pillars are basically what things do you do, what things do you talk about, what things do you uh, revolve your content around, or what you do as a personal brand or as a business. And for me, that's number one is video, number two is design, and number three is career building. So primarily like on my YouTube channel, I'm teaching video and design, and I'm also making, starting to make more videos about career building. And on the podcast, like you saw, if you listen to season one, it's all about career building and talking with other people and careers of video and design and trying to find the paths to success in their fields. So those are the three different pillars that I went with. And when we look at core values, these are the things that kind of separate myself from all the other people that are doing those three pillars. So, you know, there's a lot of YouTube channels that do video tutorials on Premiere Pro or After Effects, or there are a lot of podcasts that just interview people and careers and see how they went. But I think when it comes to core values, core values are, is going to be the area that kind of separates you from other people. And so my three core values that I went with that hopefully separate me and give you me a little bit of an edge in my space or at least a little bit of a difference is number one, I provide high value content. Number two, I do the right thing. And number three, I'm genuine and kind hearted. So those are the three core values that I picked for my personal brand. So number one is something I'm really for provide high value content. That's why I try to focus on what can solve the most problems. What do people really need? And, you know, it comes with quality first, having an empathetic mindset and doubling, doubling down on what is needed and what's wanted. So when I'm looking at my YouTube channel, when I'm looking at my podcast or my blog, I'm really gauging feedback and seeing what works, what doesn't work, what's needed and trying to solve major problems in those different areas either solving problems or at least creating something that's high value that other people can take away. So the next thing is do the right thing. And what the focus on this one is I try to just adhere to a sense of morality. I try to listen to all sides, all parties, and just kind of listen to them, listen to others, engage what's right, what's wrong, and go from there. And when it comes to number three, I think this specifically goes to my tutorials is be genuine and kind hearted. There's a lot of YouTube tutorials and videos that, you know, show you how to do things in After Effects and Premiere. But I think what's going to separate me from all the other people that are doing this is I am pretty genuine. I kind of speak the truth and I just, you know, am myself when I'm on camera and trying to show a tutorial on how to do something. And I'm genuine about it and I'm kind hearted. When I started doing it at the beginning of my tutorials, I say, I hope you're having a great day. And I'm just very bright and cheery and hopeful and, you know, happy. So where in other tutorials, you know, that I watch, I'm not really seeing that. So I'm hoping this kind of shines through in my tutorials and on my content 
that I am happy, spiritual, down-to-earth, open-minded, and all that good stuff, but still real. I'm going to give it to you guys straight. But, you know, so those are my three core values that I picked for my personal brand. All right, so the last thing when it comes to my personal brand and what's kind of funny is this is probably the first thing people focus on when they build a business or a personal brand, and that's aesthetics. So for me, it's called John the Video Guy. JohnTheVideoGuy.com is my main URL. And I went with the name because that's kind of my nickname when I'm on site at different events in different areas. People often called me John the Video Guy when I'd show up. And the name kind of stuck and I just embraced it. Like they say, you know, the best nicknames are the ones that are given to you. So I just kind of embraced it. I made a logo around it using the initials JTVG. And I used that. Let's see, the font I used. I don't even know the font I used. The font I used was called New Type for the logo word mark. Um, I think I downloaded it off of Defont, which is a nice free font website. And that's basically why I went. I went into Illustrator and I kind of carved it off. So if you look at my logo a little bit, it looks like the G's going into the V and it kind of flows and connects together. So that way it's not just text. It kind of looks like it all meshes together. And for me, it works. It's simple. I think it works. It looks sleek, modern. It's nice. I went with the colors black and white for now. Um, it's always a good common rule of thumb if you don't know which colors to use. Just kind of stick to black and white, and then you can start branching out and experimenting with different things down the line. An accent color I've been starting to use is blue. If you watch my YouTube video tutorials, I have a blue room that I'm shooting in, so it's just natural that my accent color is blue. And blue is one of my favorite colors, so can't go wrong with blue. Blue's good. When it comes to other fonts, I choose pretty clear fonts, uh, very readable fonts. That's the biggest thing I'm trying to focus on on my videos is making sure the text is big enough that it's clear. Some of the fonts I use are Helvetica or Futura. So really clear, big, bold fonts. And those are the ones I went with. So that's basically the aesthetics. That's the whole thing. I think lastly, I didn't add it to my list, but just one thing I wanted to touch on are like your different platforms. So which things are you actually on? So for me, um, it's my website, so johnthevideoguy.com. And on the website, there's a blog page. So on there, that's kind of like its own thing. Then there's the YouTube channel. Then there's the podcast, which is hosted on Podbean. But it's also on my website as well, on its own page. As well as my YouTube tutorials are on its own page on my website. And lastly, probably LinkedIn is the only other social media website I'm on along with YouTube. So really when it comes to social media, I'm only on YouTube and LinkedIn for now. And there's a reason to this and I'll probably dive into this later on why like I'm not on Facebook or Instagram. There'll probably be a whole video on it or sorry, not video, a whole podcast episode on its own. See, I think I'm always in front of a camera. Video people can't do podcasts. But um, so that's kind of like the different platforms I'm on right now. So I think if you're a personal brand, kind of pick just a few to start off with, because I think starting out, at least for me, it can get very overwhelming very fast. And one of the main reasons, because I'm not on Instagram or Facebook, is because I'd have to keep coming up with content daily or weekly at least. And I just really want to focus on what's working and just stick with that. So I recommend maybe two to three. So for me, the primary ones are my YouTube channel, podcast, and blog. 
So that's pretty much it. That's what I wanted to cover today when it comes to actually building a brand from scratch. And what I think to close off the episode, I'm going to look at my YouTube channel again. I'm going to actually share my future videos that I'm going to have coming out soon and kind of predict. I think what would be fun is predict how they will do. And so the ones coming out this week, I'm recording this on Sunday before Friday. So the ones that will already be out as soon as this comes on will be the free cinematic LUTs for Premiere Pro. Make your films look amazing in parentheses and amazing is in all caps. So this video, I think it's going to do well. I think when I search for it in YouTube, it was very popular. And this will be a thing I'll go down the line later in is how to go into content creation and try to find video ideas. But basically, uh, LUTs are looked up a lot. People are always looking for free LUTs. So I think creating this video is going to be very helpful and it does have a potential to become a hit. And the next one later on, on Thursday, I created a tutorial on how to create a news ticker inside After Effects. So a basic, easy text crawl animation. And the reason I created this video is because the rolling credits video did really good earlier this year. So I just decided to do a simple ticker uh, tutorial and see if I can piggyback on that video success. And then the following week, and these ones won't be out by the time this episode comes out. So you guys get a sneak peek of this is the one coming out Monday is called Mixed Resolutions in Premiere Pro. Specs you need to know in, par in parentheses, need to know in all caps with an explanation point. And this one, basically I'm going over how to work with different resolutions and frame rates in Premiere Pro. If you have a project that has different frame rates and resolutions, which ones to choose, which ones to go with. And I cover a lot of cool things in there. It, I talk about a lot about vertical video, how to edit in vertical video, and also uh, how to use the reframe tool inside Premiere Pro, which is a newer, it is a new feature. It just came out within the last year. So, I think this one's going to do average. I don't think it's going to do amazing. Uh, there is a lot of competition in this, space, in this space when I search on YouTube volume. So I have low expectations for this one, but I think it's, it's a solid one. I think it's going to be like a 5 out of 10. And if you don't know, YouTube uh, ranks videos from 1 to 10 on best performing to least performing, 1 being uh, a hit or a really good release, and 10 being the worst by views or watch time. So I think mixed resolutions is going to be in the middle. And then on Thursday next week, I'm coming out with a video called Best iMac for Video Editing in 2021. And then in parentheses, I'm typing Render Videos in all caps faster with an explanation point. And this one I think is going to do well. Uh, I think it has hit potential. I think it's going to be either a two or a three. Uh, the PC video editing video I did, or sorry, the PC video computers that I covered earlier in the year didn't do bad. That was like a two or a three. So that might be an opportunity down the line is talk more about computer software and which one, which computer parts and pieces make the most difference when it comes to video editing. I think people are always curious about that. So I think out of the four that are coming up here, I think the one that will be a hit potential is the LUTs one or the iMac one. I don't think the resolutions or ticker tape is going to be a hit. So those would be the two to look out for. I think those might have potential. 
So that's it for this podcast, guys. Thanks so much for listening. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions, if you have any um, comments on what I can do better or what if there's something you'd like to hear from a personal branding perspective, I'd be more than happy to make a podcast episode about it. And that's pretty much it for now. I'll catch you guys two weeks from today. Thanks so much for listening.